Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. In the year 2017, an innocent man accused of a crime has a choice. Hard time or prime time. Sensational. Perfect contestant. I want him. He must pay or play the running man. On your mark! I'll be back. He's playing for a prize. The prize is his life. How about the life? Hello and welcome to Smirsh Pod 3, the podcast that relights the fire of the 80s action movies and celebrates the decade where the explosion was king. Do you remember that? Oh, you're talking to me? Yeah. Uh, yes, I do remember that, John. Explosion was king. Explosion was king. Yeah. This week we'll be talking about a crazy version of the future where a mad, weird bastard is in charge of America <laughs> and uses the TV to make shit up. Weird, eh? Well, luckily it's not true. It's a film called The Running Man. The Running Man. And joining me in Mick Fleetwood's underground army <laughs> is comedy actor Paul Litchfield, a friend of the show, I can say. By oh, now, thanks for having who me Who can back. be found on Twitter as Mr. P. Litchfield. Hello, Paul. Hello, Jonathan. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. This is um, a particular favourite of mine. Yeah, you suggested it immediately. I suggested it, didn't I? Yeah, you said, what do you want to talk about? And I said, the Running Man, please. The Running Man. The Running Man. The Running Man. <laughs> Who's that supposed to be, Sid James? That's supposed to be Sid James. The running man. <laughs> running nose. I don't know. I've got the runs. I don't know. I don't no. know what they'd be. I've no. shit myself. That's what I'm saying. What's the first thing Sid would do is shit himself if he was in that position, don't you think? <laughs> Who would it be if it was uh, the carry-on teams? Would it be Sid? Because yeah. obviously, I'm, I'm a former disgraced chopper pilot. <laughs> chopper <laughs> cock. Anyway. No, Sid James would be Killian, I think. No, he's the hero. Sid, Sid would have to be... No, but it would be Jim Dale oh, yeah. as the hero, wouldn't it? No, Jim would be the nerdy expert. You're right. Nerdy expert. And then yeah. Babs would be... Amber. Amber. Yeah, yeah. Amber. <laughs> what about Joan Sims? Who would she be? She'd be so not appearing in this film. Yeah. Sorry. No, no. She, well, I suppose she could be the old lady who's, who, who says oh, the yeah. rudy bit. Yes. Just to highlight the film, let's face it. Also, um, the stalkers, one of them would be uh, Jack Douglas. Wait, boy, get off. Yeah, he'd be great, wouldn't he? Ooh. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, just thought about all the stalker. Yeah, that's fantastic. So Ken, Ken Williams would probably have to be killing, wouldn't he? Yes, he would. <laughs> He'd have to do that. You're right. Douglas would be brilliant as one of the stalkers. Yeah. Boy, get off. Peter Butterworth, a sub-zero. <laughs> bit chilly. <laughs> that was a rubbish impression. It was good, though. <laughs> Just said chilly. Yeah, but it was good. It was good. Anyway, we're not here to talk about carry-ons, though. No. I wish we were. Well, carry-on running man would be oh, amazing. carry-on. Oh, carry-on running man. Because <laughs> <laughs> it would be... Which <laughs> is how it would go. It would be the running man, or... Yeah, yeah. or keep on pegging it. Something. I don't know what it Leg it, you facts. No, they, they never no. went that far. Talbot. No. Talbot would never let the word fuck be part of his canon. No. The year is 2017. Ah, see, I didn't even know that. So that's good to know already. Yeah. So it's the past for us. The past for us. The future for them. Well, in some ways, hasn't this already been done, John? Hasn't it? Hasn't this sort of show already been done. Mm. This is like a Trump wank fantasy, isn't it? It is, this isn't it? This sort of thing. This is the first film, because quite often presidents get a film and put it into the National Archive. <laughs> this would be the first one he'd get, apart from, uh, like, <laughs> Boob Olympics or something. <laughs> Imagine if Trump's favourite film was something like One of Our Dinosaurs is Missing. And you'd be like, oh, that's, oh that's, I can't hate you now. That's too lefty for I him. I can't hate you now. No, but there'd be a reason why. And there'd be some obscure... It'd be Peter Ustinoff, wouldn't it? Oh, Peter Hello, I am Peter Yostanov. Peter, you're going to do some of your amazing, uh, uh, you know, voices when you're next on a um, talk show. Oh, they're always the same. His anecdotes as well. Is that what you used to tell that one all the time about? He's an army colonel who had no teeth, and he'd go, "What have, what have you got in your bag today?" And he'd be like, "Oh, I've got toffee." And he'd look at it and go, "Got any cake?" But he'd, he'd go on things like Russell Harty, and he would go, "She." She was a Polish lady, and she had an interesting lisp, and um, a, ra- a rather deep timbre. And she'd come up to me, and she'd go, off, and you'd be like, oh, come on, that's crap, Peter. Try harder. He got an audience with, though, didn't he? He did. I used to love audience with. I was fascinated. Does he do the kangaroo joke? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I was always fascinated with them, because they'd have celebrities in the audience who were probably just picked Planted. beforehand. yeah. Planted with questions. Un- under duress, do you think, oh, some yeah. of them? Under duress? They say things like, Peter, as an amazing comedian who's the funniest man that's ever lived, yeah. what do you think you about... You see a luger in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about plants? <laughs> oh, well, um, plants... Uh... Oh, she, she spoke Latin mostly with a German accent and she went like this. <laughs> oh, God, he's doing it again. He's one voice. He's a bit like a design. Leclerc in yeah. the Aloha Lo. Series, you can only do one voice. You can. Anyways, God, we're digressing so much already. I like an audience with though. I think that's no, important. God, yeah, they're amazing. Or what was your favourite one? Oh, oh, well, probably Victoria Wood. Mine was Kenneth Williams. Kenneth Williams was good because but he sang, Ken did um, also suffer from that. I'm a master of voices, and then they all sound like Kenneth Williams. Well, he did Sid Rumpo. Yeah, but again, I remember him carrying on Cowboy and him doing a. I think he did the, the the guy talk like that. He just talked like that, sir. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's just right. Ken Williams with a drawl. <laughs> just a master of voices is Ken. Oh, no. Yeah, well. I think he even got the step, stop messing about in that film as well, didn't he? Probably. Yeah. But that, that was a congratual thing. Anyway, if you're to. from America and you've listened to this thinking, I wonder what Brits think about the running man. Yeah. Is, is we, this we Brexit, talked, are you thinking? We is... talked about audience with. 
from about 1987. An audience with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Always be Jimmy Tarbuck asking questions, though. Oh, he'd have to, wouldn't he? Yeah. He'd have to. That was in his ITV contract. Peter, you're not working so much now, but will you be in every audience and ask a really simple question? Peter, as someone who loves playing golf like me, what do you think about the gold standard? (laughs) (laughs) Stephen Hawking, someone who loves playing golf as much as you do. (laughs) I'd Uh, have to see an audience with Stephen Hawking. Would you? No. 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 I think, I think we should move on. Ben Richards. Yes, Ben. Lovely, innocent Ben Richards. He's an honourable man. He's a deeply honourable man. He is a helicopter pilot. Chopper. He's flying a chopper. <laughs> <laughs> Choppers. Yeah. So he's flying a pilot because James wasn't available for this film. No. And was dead. He is forced to go and look at Bakersfield. Is, is, yeah, okay. I'm, gl- I'm glad riot. you've got these facts. There's a food riot happening. Yes. And he's told to fire upon the crowd and he won't do it. Orders from on high. Yeah. Say, kill him. And he's like, I won't do that. No, he says, the hell with you. That's right, yeah. 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 And he's knocked out. He's punched by his former, shall we say, friends? Are they friends? Colleagues? Compadres? I'm assuming they shared a locker room, so. And a bath. Probably seen each other's willies. Seen each other's willies. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Look at the size of your tiny Look at the size of that. It's much bigger than mine. You don't get many of them for the pound. (laughs) Real choppers. Penises, dicks, cocks. Sid, what are you doing in this film? Sorry. (laughs) I love The Running Man. It's my favourite. What's your other favourite film, Sid? Tag of the Otter. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine if Sid loved Tag of the Otter. I reckon he did. I love that film so much, Bernie. He might have liked Digby the biggest dog in the world. Digby the biggest dick in the world. No, Sid. Sid. It's got Jim Dale in it. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, come on, let's get... Yeah, so they fire on the crowd anyway. Yeah. And then they frame And it's brutal. Yeah. It's brutal. Women and or children. Yeah. Cars. Cars get shot. Yeah. If this is the universe of cars, they've also murdered some cars. Yeah, and they're probably electric cars as well, aren't they? Yeah, they probably are. Yeah. A few and Boris bikes. A few Boris bikes. Hopefully Boris riding them. Uh, good for London. <laughs> but he's he's framed. Yeah. And uh, there's some good um, Arnie. Yeah, he does this constantly throughout the entire film, doesn't he? He does, yeah. And I only thought he ever did it in Total Recall where he does, it, he does a sustained... Yeah. When he's on the surface of Mars. But in this one, he does it about 82 times. He does. He, he does. does. Oh, which, which, was that all done in post, do you think? I reckon so. It must have been done in post. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I wonder what is, you know, when they when he said, what's my motivation? Yeah. Money? <laughs> yeah. Oodles of cash? Lovely. <laughs> anyway, so he's uh, sent to the detention zone. Yes, yes. In Wiltshire, which I'm <laughs> guessing is a satire because that's, isn't Wiltshire in Los, Los Angeles? Los Angeles. I don't know. Which they've gone for this one. They've sort of, it's sort of half Blade Runner, half Butlins. Yeah. Look, they've gone for. They have. But nice matte painted background stuff, which is brilliant in the 80s, isn't it? Because they Absolutely. didn't have proper CGI. So it's lovely. I love yes, all that. Me too. Um, I've got to mention also off the top, just mention it quickly. The, the music already is stunning. Harold. I love the soundtrack. Harold Flattenmeyer, it was called. The guy who did Beverly Hills Cop. Well, you can tell I love it. It's yeah. absolutely wonderful. It's da, like da, it's da, like an Atari da, is dry humping a synthesizer. It's lovely. Yeah. It's all wow, all the way through. I love the ice. Is it is it is he called Iceman? Is that right? The first Sub Zero. Sub Zero. Sorry, his theme is boom 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 All done on that lovely cloudy synth. It's so beautiful. Mm. I love the soundtrack to this. It's very good. Yeah. 
But you're sent to a detention zone. Uh, yep. and it's one of those um, places they had in dystopian sci-fi where yeah. you'd have some sort of neck brace. Yes, and, and, if and you you're wondering beyond, what on earth happens if you disobey the rules. And mm. it's quite gruesome in this gaff. Head blows up. Head blows up, mate. That's mm. it. No uh, no first or second chances. Just that's it. Head blown up, mate. If you go beyond the perimeter fence. Your head blows up. And that mm-hmm. again, I like I like the perimeter fence idea. There's mm. no there's no wires, there's no wall. It's just either the, either the colour red or green. And if you and if it's red, that's it. Well there's neck bomb dead. You got neck bomb braces. Neck bomb braces, ladies and gentlemen. You could sing that to the tune of Camp Town Races. <laughs> <laughs> Which we will do at the end of I the think show. We should, yeah. Released as a single. Uh, and Arnie's now got a beard to show that time has time gone. has passed, and yeah. it, it seems to me that he's working in the fog mines. That's what I've written down here. They're just mining fog. Yeah, because it's not really clear what it is, but there's no. lots of which wasn't that farts. Sid, wasn't that the chocker block computer? Oh yeah, it could have been. Yeah. <laughs> so they're mining for the chocker block computer <laughs> in the future. Fred somehow. Harris is the leader, is the, the the owner of this dystopia. Wow. So Fred's on charge in the tannoy. Yeah, I can't do a good Fred impression. Can no, you? no. Hurry up! That's rubbish. But I'd, I'd imagine that's what you would say. I need what this... me bloody computer. <laughs> it wasn't even from where I thought you no. were from. It anyway. worked though. It's better yeah. than me doing it. That's true. Uh, but the guards have put a, cr- a perimeter code into a computer in the full view of one of the prisoners. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's a difficult says, code, isn't it? It's five digits. Five digits. Five whole digits. I mean, this is before the, the chip and pin where you That's cover true. what you were typing in. It's on the screen. <coughs> so I just coughed off Mike. That's fine. Who was an incidental character in this film. <laughs> coughed off Mike. <laughs> Sadly per- perished early on. Um, but he's friends with uh, Yafet Koto. Yes. Who's wearing a wig in this, by the looks of it. He's got this funny hair thing going on. a lovely hair piece. Yeah. And yeah. another guy with glasses. I can't remember the name. Sorry, everybody. They're not He's important. sort of like, you know, Nerdy Joe. Nerdy Joe. Nerdy Joe. Boffin. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll just call him Nerdy Joe. Yeah. Nerdy Joe, the Buffin man. Nerdy Joe and Yafit Koto. <laughs> Solving crime. Neckbone braces. Camtown races. <laughs> Neckbone braces blow up your neck. Do-da, do-da. Yafik Koto's got to die. Bang, 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 bang. He's dead. Too bloody right. No one came to the funeral because of his wig. Anyway, anyway yeah. Um, yeah, so... Bang in the neck. Oh, Sid. All right, we've covered the neck bombs. So Arnie and Yafik Koto have this kind of stunt fight. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. And it causes a, enough of a disruption. In the fog mine. So Nerdy Joe can get to the code. Oh, that's in. right. Yeah, it's all sort of... So he can turn off the perimeter. Pleasant distraction, yeah. Turn yeah. off the perimeter by inputting five digits. Problem is, every time he tries to put in the five digits, it keeps, doesn't work. It keeps resetting. Because there's another guard with another computer set up on a card-playing table outside. <laughs> <laughs> the sort of thing you'd... If you were having a poker night in an American sitcom. So now it's just two blokes playing the equivalent of ice hockey in a little arcade. Or battleships. Or battleships, yeah, yeah. Just trying to beat each other. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't think to shoot the man who's manning the card. No, and table. they are heavily armed. Mm. They are heavily armed. But no, they they want to use the futuristic head headband collars, don't they? So, but yeah. they, they 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 manage to get it down for a second. Yeah. And one of the prisoners, just to show us what happens. Yeah. Is like, hooray! I'm free. And they, and they listen. They do warn him. Mm. They do warn him. And he goes, don't run that way. Mm. 
stay with me or yeah. something like that. And he's like, no, I'm free. Ha, 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 ha. I'm slightly Hispanic. Yeah. And off he goes. Charging is, for freedom. It is that man who's in everything as well, yeah. by the way, that Hispanic yeah. man. Yeah. And it's in yeah. his contract to be the man who gets killed immediately in any films. Yes. Yeah. Even in films like Three Men and a Little Lady. Yeah. Lady? <laughs> Three Men and a Little Lady. That is the second one. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I've never seen it. Why? Why would you? I've seen it. I'll repeat my question. They do Why a rap. At, they do a rap. Oh, God. I don't, I, yeah, I, I it's can't. the sequel to Three Men and a Little Baby. I'd rather have my head blown up. Well, this man. No, I know it's the sequel, but I'm never. I'm this never man chooses thinking. your option because rather than watching <laughs> Three Men and a Little Lady, he has his head blown up. Rather do that. But they then take out the man at the card playing table. Yeah. And they manage to get away. And this is when they meet uh, Mick Fleetwood. <laughs> And suddenly, Mick Fleetwood is in the film. But it's actually Mick Fleetwood. Yeah, and, and he's called... I don't mean he's in it. His I mean, character's called Mick. His character's called Mick. Yeah. And he says, these are the people that burnt my music. Yeah. So he's playing Mick Fleetwood. So we must presume from the scant information we've received that he's playing himself yes. in this film. He's supposed to be Mick Fleetwood in the future. So we don't really know where the rest of the band are. Mm, I'm guessing they're stage. dead. Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks got sent to the fog mine and didn't make it. <laughs> Probably inhaled it all. Probably did. She loved a bit of fog. <laughs> did us, Stevie. Didn't she used to inject stuff in her bum hole? Fog. <laughs> I, I, re- I seem to remember She used reading... to inject things into her bum hole? I think... Oh, no, Wait, no, it wasn't that. It was coke. No, I won't go there. Oh, no, no, it wasn't that. It was a wonderful charity work. A charity Sorry, work. I got completely confused. Um, I'm guessing... Um, what's his name? The singer. What was his name? Um, Fleetwood uh, Max singer. I want to oh. say it's not Justin Edinburgh. That was a footballer. Um... Justin Fashionu? No, that was a footballer um, as well. Jerry Adams? No. no, that was the IRA guy. No, okay. Um, Julian Henn. It was Julian Henn. Julian Henn. And the bass player, no one knows. Yeah. And Christine McVeigh. I Christine guess they McVeigh. all get sent to the fog mines. And... They all, well, all they were contestants on The Running Man and have been Ooh. destroyed, hence Mix. Actually, you probably wouldn't be that upset because they loathed each other all the Fleetwood Mac, didn't they? For I'm many guess- years. I'm guessing that Mick broke away from Fleetwood Mac after the 1989 Brit Awards. To go solo. Yeah, when he did the Brit Awards with Sam with Fox. Sam, yeah. Whoa. That is dystopian. That's very dystopian. And I've been on record many times about this, but I'd like someone to make a film about the 1989 Brit Awards and just tell me what happened. Because <laughs> I don't know what happened. You and But you you actually want a film. You don't want a documentary. I'd like a documentary, but like in the form of a film, so I can go and watch right. it. I want to know what happened, because how who did do you... you want, ra- who do you want to narrate the whole thing? Because it's got to have a certain gravitas. Um, you don't want a sort of like a modern version of Charlie Drake. Ruining it for you, do you? No, no. Like Joe Pasquale doing it is just no. not going to ha- have the oomph you require. It probably would work in terms of the chaos that's going on on screen because I want to know what what happened when you arrived at the point where you were like, Mick Fleetwood and Sam Fox to host the Brit Awards. <laughs> that's like you... I mean, I know cocaine, or cocaine, as they call it at the time, cocaine. was prevalent at the time. Right. You think that was the entire basis of all the decisions for that? Particular... I think so. I mean, what the hell are they thinking? Yeah. Did Mick get it because of the running man? What, like some sort of community service he had to serve? <laughs> Mick, I'm, listen, I'm, listen, yeah. the Brits were so bad. Yeah. You have to be in this uh, Hollywood blockbuster film. Well, this, oh, this no. Is, this is pre-Brits. Oh, dear, that would be awful. Because <laughs> that's what he sounds like in this. He does. He's, he hasn't got the best acting chops, has he? But he's not as bad as no. I thought it no. would be. Because this is around about the time where... People like Bowie and Sting were going... Uh, and Jagger. Yeah, we're going, you know, so Bowie was going, oh, maybe I can do some acting. And so he's getting involved. Sting mm. then smears himself all over Dune. Yeah. And upsets the whole bleeding debacle. 
And you're right, yeah, all, they all start getting involved. So, mm. yeah, I don't know how Mick Fleetwood got involved in that. Jagger's list. in Free Jack. Yeah, he is, I know. And that's You can't get away from me, Furlong. <laughs> you won't ever get to the boat. All right, Mick. All right, Mick. I think Fleetwood does all right, you know. This is Mick Fleetwood's only film appearance? I'm, I think it um, is. Yeah, it has to be, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. Apart from Deep Throat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean all the President's Men where he played Deep Throat. Where he plays Deep Throat, yeah. 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 He, yeah. Um, <laughs> he can only orgasm by giving away facts. <laughs> so we meet Mick, and Mick's <clears throat> like a, a, a technical boffin type. He well, starts he, removing the collars, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he removes all their bomb collars for them. Yeah, with, it, with tweezers and a screwdriver. And he puts them in a bin and they blow up in the bin. Yeah, right, so... I've been well, it kind of looks like a uh, looks like a coal scuttle. Yes, throws them down a coal scuttle where they blew up. Yes, yeah, boom, kaboom, they go. That's right. Yeah, yeah, and um, you immediately know. All right, this guy knows his onions. Well, he he's, seems to be in charge of this. Uh, oh. They call it the underground. That's right. So he's sort of resistance fighter with zero personality. Yeah, yeah. He's someone you yeah. really get behind. So like up. So when you go out and you meet a home brewer, <laughs> and they want to talk to you about the process, and you're like. Oh, Christ, just let me try it. What if he... And then leave. And if a home brewer said to you, look, we're putting together a resistance movement. <laughs> if a home brewer comes up to me and immediately he's got screwdriver and tweezers and he's trying to remove... A bomb collar. My bomb collar. Oh. I'd be like, how dare you, sir? Hmm. Leave my bomb collar where it is. <laughs> That's my Brexit bomb collar, just in case. But we get a bit of um, um, f- uh, art leaking into real life here. Because Arnie says that the truth hasn't been very popular lately. Ah. Uh... Mm. That's a reference, of course, to uh, no. the um, the third series of Rent a Ghost. Third series of Rent a Ghost, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grievances against Mrs. Popoff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Mr. Mika. There's a lot, oh, of, right, Arnie. There's a lot of Mika truthers out there. <laughs> Claypole deniers. <laughs> of course, Claypole was murdered. Oh no, don't! They don't want you to know that. Don't tell me that but he was. He died what, in didn't real, he? in real life. No, he died, but... Oh, what, in Rent-A-Ghost? No, in real life. Oh, hang on, things are getting blurred. Hang on. In real life, Timothy, Timothy Claypole got murdered. No, he died. <laughs> I'm just joking and saying he oh, was okay. murdered. Could have happened, then. I know, I'm sorry. Oh, don't. <sighs> yeah. So he's all right. He's dead, but he's all right. He's dead, but he's all right. He's dead, but he's A-OK. He died of natural causes. Oh, that's good. As far as I know. As far as we're all known. Although he might have yeah. been sh- yeah. silenced by the deep state. <laughs> For dabbling with the occult. <laughs> Maybe oh, uh, during him one of his ghosts. I heard adventures. he liked tarot cards. All right, Arnie, doesn't matter. Crowley, Crowley. All right, enough of your Alistair Crowley rubbish. Arnie, Arnie was a big fan of Alistair Crowley. I loved him. <laughs> He's a devil worshipper. But Arnie has a great line here because Mick Fleetwood says, um, you know, you could join our movement. Yeah. And then Arnie says... All I've seen is a bunch of low foreheads who think they can change the world with dreams and talk. <laughs> talk. talk. He, this is a very um, James Bond heavy quip film, isn't it, for Arnie? He, he quips hey, almost every death, doesn't he, in well, relation to what's happened? I was going to mention this later. There's but endless quips. He, Arnie is all about Gags. quips. But yeah. in, I think here they are all shit. They're not remotely funny. Some of them don't even work. I tell you what, he reprises this when he does the the ill-judged and ill-served Batman and Robin film where he appears as Victor Freeze, mm-hmm. where the oh, I think he has 18 lines of dialogue and he got paid a million for every line. That's right. And every single one is a pun. <clears throat> and yeah. obviously once he's gone, everybody freeze, and he's covered that. The Iceman cometh. Iceman cometh. And then they start getting really tenuous, like, 
chilly willy and it's just sleet you later sleet you later what are you talking about and there's one where he just goes it's a cold town yeah it's the best they can do at that point ice cubing it's just fridge freezer blizzard to see you zanussi (laughs) zanussi the appliance of science (laughs) yeah anyway so yeah chest freezer (laughs) (laughs) Ice cube tray. <laughs> well, what about it, Arnie? <laughs> At least pummel it into a sentence or do something with it. So the three prisoners at this point, Yafet Koto, Joe Boffin and Schwarzenegger, all split up. Schwarzenegger yes. goes off dressed like he's going to go and work on a building site. Oh, I just said Arnie and gang in disguise as the village people. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's got his hard Bags hat Bagsy's construction worker. Yeah. With his gold's gym jumper. <laughs> Which I'm guessing was the gym he probably used at the time. And it was an advert. <coughs> I'd imagine so. And they're all just getting on the backs of trucks going in various directions to, mm. to different zones, I presume. Because it's the future, so it's zones. It's probably it? zones, yeah. Yeah, zones. Zone three. Yeah. I got Oyster Card for Zone four. Can't go do Burnt Oak. <laughs> I live in Mud Shoot. Don't say anything, Sid James. Ah, <laughs> oh, so. Sid. <laughs> Had to go there, didn't you? But well, then we meet um, Damon, Damon Killian. Damon Killian. Who is the basically in charge of the world. Yeah, he's a TV exec stroke megalomaniac who's got connections with the government. There's and... some great satirical lines in this later on, I think. Yeah. They really work. Now, the guy who plays him, I, this is the first and probably last time I'd ever seen him. Has he? Uh, you'll probably know this. Has he, he been was in a, other things? He was a genuine game show host from the 80s. There you go. And yeah. was it something like The Price is Right? Yes. They, right. Because they says, do come on down later. They, yeah, because they do ape that in the film, don't they? Okay. Yeah, if I'm so, wrong, tell me. But, no, yeah. that I, I thought you would know. So yeah. he's a genuine game show host. Yes. Okay. I think he's, he's really good. brilliant. Yeah, yeah, he's really good. Mm. He's genuinely oily, oily, horrible. The first thing you see is him coming in with his with his entourage, chatting away, and there's no janitor who gets in the way. And he's like, oh, sorry, mate. Because, you know, he's from East London in Los Angeles. Because he's the played future. by John Pertwee. Yeah. <laughs> and he falls on him like Russell Gummidge, which is frightening. But he just goes, ah, it's fine, mate. And then gets in the lift and says something like, make sure he's fired. He says, if you, if you don't fire him, you'll be cleaning yeah, the floor. You'll be cleaning the floor. So we already know he's a nasty little sweat. And there's a problem. There's a running Man is or was the greatest show in the world. Yeah. But the ratings have peaked. They haven't ratings, gone down. No, they peaked. They haven't gone up. So, and we never really know what they peaked with. We don't know what happened before. Well, I imagine from what happens later, this is a terrible show because no one seems to make it past the first stalker. Yeah. But we'll find out more about that later. So I'm just trying to think who, you know, what what was it? What reached the ceiling of, of, of the shows? Like, did they throw Tony Hart down there for doing a bad etching? <laughs> Imagine Tony Hart. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to watch that, would you? Well, um, <laughs> apparently they didn't like the gallery this week, so I'm going down there. Ah! Oh, Morph. Where's Mr. Bennett? Here's our previous winners, Mr. Bennett. Just a head being held up. Oh. So, yeah, I'm just trying to think, what was it that went on before Arnie that, that was their, their their peak viewing? But obviously it wasn't Tony Hart. No, it was Tony Hart. Sister Wendy, down you go! <laughs> oh, fuck! Because <laughs> I think she would swear if she was thrown down that tunnel. <laughs> I think we all would, to be fair. I'd love to do that bit. Yeah. The tunnel bit, come on, that looks fun. We were obsessed with tunnels in the 80s. That looks Slides fun. and tunnels. Yeah, that yeah. looks fun. Yeah, so I wouldn't mind that bit. 
especially if it was a water park. <laughs> Sister Wendy in a water park. That's a BBC series that they should have made. And now on BBC Two, Sister Wendy's Greatest Water Parks. <laughs> well, it's uh, nine o'clock. It's uh, BBC Two. It's time for Pat Coombs in Cunt. Only one series, of course, Pat, Pat Coombs Cunts. <laughs> <laughs> it's her wandering around going, well, this week I'm going to uh, interview some cunts. Um, where am I this week? I'm in Rotherham. And guess what? It's full of cunts. Camera pulls back. Beginning credits. Hinge and brackets. Bukaki. <laughs> Hinge and bracket going down into the... Oh, God. That's amazing. Damn, I've had any hinge. Ah! <laughs> Who's the one who used to do the, uh, with the glasses? It was either hinge or bracket. She'd be talking and she'd be cleaning her glasses. So she'd go, if I knew, why, oh, yeah, if I knew, why don't we go down to the... Anyway, hinge and bracket being thrown into the uh, In the running man. The <laughs> so I think we've now hit on what it was, John. Yeah. It was Tony Hart, yeah. hinge and bracket. And Pat Coombs. And Pat Coombs. And Cinder- Wendy. <laughs> oh, I think Sister Wendy should be a stalker. And John I, Junkin. I actually did. I actually did very well down there. And so I became a stalker. <laughs> and John Junkin, did you say? Yeah. He's a stalker as well. Because oh, he, he can be a stalker. outwit people because he's the best crosswits <laughs> player that ever lived. Oh, God. Oh, so anyway, that's a whole new podcast in itself. People we would like to see put into the running man. Lenny Bennett. Oh, Bennett. Mm. Straight in. Ted Rogers. Ted Rogers. Down you go, Ted. Dusty Bin would be a hell of a stalker. He could have like rocket launches and stuff. <laughs> I thought you meant Dusty Bin as a contestant. No, it's course, a stalker. Knowing Dusty Bin, he gets stuck down the fucking slide, wouldn't he? <coughs> he'd clog it up. Oh, imagine No, he'd that. be a stalker. He'd like he'd come out and they'd be like, oh, it's lovely Dusty Bin. And he'd have this, like, rocket launchers that come out the side. <laughs> Jim Bowen, down you go. Oh, cracky. And so Jim Bowen actually would be a stalker. He'd be speedboat, wouldn't he? Yeah, he would. <laughs> Let's see what you're good or want. And he throws speedboats at you. <laughs> He's got a catapult. It's really unwieldy. Mm. He, out of the stalkers, he's got the least confirmed deaths. Can I say trebuchet? <laughs> you can. <laughs> Only because I like you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm sorry. I want to know talk about all people I'd like to see. <laughs> no, no. I do too. Oh, God. Anyway, yeah, go on. <clears throat> anyway, so Arnie, at this point, he sneaked back to his brother's apartment where he's going to... That's go. right, yeah. His and he brother's gets... going to help him get across to another zone or something, yes. or something like that. Yeah, to uh, Gold's Green. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes to his brother's apartment. And he manages to get in with the same code, which is like if you moved out and then this key worked in the next place. I mean, for the next person. Yes. It doesn't seem to work for me, security-wise. Can I just say, this is a bit that I wrote down, because um, at the beginning, because um, we don't know... Uh, oh, no, no, it's, it's just after Arnie's come in that um, uh, the love interest stroke, conflict interest at the beginning happens. Mm. And we know it's the house of the future because she says things like, lights on, mm. and the lights turn on, and she goes, kitchen on, mm. and the kitchen turns on. And it reminds me of a really amazing Dave Allen sketch. Have you seen the Dave Allen sketch? No. Where uh, the voiceover goes, this is the house of the future. And it's Dave Allen, and he walks around, in this house and he goes uh seti and the seti just appears out the wall and he goes wow and then he goes drink and then suddenly the wall opens in a little hatch and there's a thing of you know a whiskey and he goes television and the television appears <laughs> it keeps going like this this and it all appears and then the last shot of him goes well bugger me and then no <laughs> and then the camera freezes because the house has actually sexually assaulted him yeah and it just reminded me of that no it's B- bbc policy from that era anti-beeb <laughs> um <laughs> Dave Allen would be a great host if they did a UK remake of The Running Man. Do you think? I don't He'd be think, a good Killian. I don't think Dave would do it. 
I think he's got principles. Do you know who would do it if genuinely who would do it now? Who? Paddy McGuinness. Oh yeah, now. He'd do it. I just meant back in the day in oh, the I 80s. See. Yeah, but if it happened now, Paddy McGuinness. Well, he'd do anything. He'd fucking do it. I'd have him down that shoot all fucking day. As soon as he got the bottom, load him back up, put him down again. Mm. This time, put poo in the shoot. <laughs> You're a harsh man. I am a harsh man when it comes to Paddy McGuinness. Mm. I'd have him up and down that shoot all day. Hello, I'm John Holmes, and yes, the last thing you need is another podcast that takes apart a television show and hacks through it like a cough going through a pensioner. Except wait, because this is the The One Show show in which myself and my guests force ourselves to watch a week's worth of TV's The One Show and then analyse it all in far too much detail. It sounds like a terrible idea, and it is for us. But for you, it's entertainment gold that's all over a programme you yourself have no intention of ever watching. The The One Show show every Tuesday and Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. At all, we mentioned Aloha Aloha earlier. We did. There's an Aloha Aloha <laughs> line in this. That was just us drinking in the... In the pub, yeah, we always yeah. talk about Lolo. Um, but Arnie says, I'm going to say this only once. He does? Yeah. Because <laughs> he threatens Amber and he says... Um, I think that might have been a reference to the director with the take. <laughs> I'm going to say this only once. Oh, did you notice who directed this? Yes. No, I didn't. Starsky from Starsky and Hutch. Yes, it is Starsky. From, yeah. I did, I did see it and went, no. But then I was already baffled by Mick Fleetwood. So I was already yeah. in the middle yeah. of a... 
previous. No. Ugh. So yeah, it is. Yeah, Paul Michael Glazer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. amazing. Is that his only? I think so. Yeah. Foray. Into... I think he's done TV, but this is only right. movie. That's just baffling. Uh, what I did like there's a little detail here, and we cut back to Killian's office. Yes. And because they they worried about it not being on the nose enough. Mm-hmm. There's a poster in his office for a program called The Hate Boat. The hey soon. Oh yeah, because he mentions Gilligan's Island at another point as well, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. And the so, guy doesn't know what it is. That's right. Yeah. Gilligan's Island, you know. And he goes, what's that? Stick him in the bloody shoe as but well. Killian's looking for a new contestant, a new champion. Yeah. Or a new contender. And then, he, like. and then he just looks onto the telly news. He says, hello, beautiful. <laughs> and it's just, <laughs> it's just only casually sort of Running? Lum- lumbering down some industrial scree. Yeah. And some slate or shale from the fog mine. But then but he does a hello, beautiful. And he does a good line here because he says, get me the Justice Department, Entertainment Division. Entertainment Division. I love that it's line. nice, isn't it? It's brilliant. No, it's, it's, there, are, there are some lovely little sly and co- then, cor- corporate winks throughout this entire film, which is very funny. Then he says, okay, get me the President's Agent. President's Agent. Brilliant. Of course, well, Ronnie Reagan. It's mm. all there, isn't it? Yeah, well, care to look beyond the bloody lines? More so now. I'm guessing Trump's still got an agent. I think he's got a series of doctors. Or a secret service agent. Yeah. Uh, but Ben um, basically says to Amber, he uses her pass to buy a, a holiday on teletext. That's right. <laughs> yes, true. He goes on CFAX and yeah. thinks, I'm going to Honolulu. Yeah. We are both going now. <laughs> And yeah, and it's all done by travel units. Yeah, and she says, "What well, if I say no?" And he goes, "I'm going to say please." And he lifts up the weight bench she's on. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he rips it out of the floor. And she goes, that's, "Okay." Then. Doesn't he hold her throughout this scene mostly by her neck? Yes. And while he's travelling through the airport, it's the next bit we go to. He controls her by her neck. He says, "I remember, I can kill you like a chicken, snap you like a chicken's leg, yeah, or something." Yeah, but he's always like literally steering her by her neck or yeah. picking her up by her neck, even yeah. at the end when they triumph. They kiss, and then she, he leads her into the into some sort of misty portal by her neck. Mm. Poor woman. Maybe, maybe, maybe she, you know, I don't want to kink shame her. Maybe she likes that sort of thing. <laughs> I, think Ar- I think it's Arnie that likes it. We know what Arnie likes. No, we know what Arnie likes. But when they get to the... Uh, Not ep- much script. No. That's what Arnie likes. There's a good line here, though, because she says, I get travel sick. This is a good thing, oh, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got two main actors who can't speak English properly. It's quite fun. <laughs> She's, it's quite chaotic. She says, I get travel sick. I get plane sick. I might throw up on you. And he goes, go for it. Because he's wearing this loud Hawaiian shirt. He says, in this shirt, no one will notice. That's right. In fact, in, in the director's cut of this film, it actually says, turn subtitles on now. Mm. Between them. So you, oh, right. Oh, that's what they're saying. Okay. Oh, that's good. I wonder about this. Plot, because plot. Americans struggle at the best of time with non-American accents. Yeah. It's been quite tricky for these two. Yeah, but somehow they get along. Yeah. Not, not, not at this stage. This is all... She she loathes him at this stage, doesn't mm-hmm. she? She's genuinely scared of him. He um, would be. He's the butcher of Bakersfield. Yeah, he's the butcher of Bakersfield, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> but um, she hits him in the no- in the noughts? In the nuts. In the noughts. Yeah. And she says, it's Ben Richards, the butcher of Bakersfield. And everyone goes, what? Yeah. Uh, sorry, what? <laughs> it's Ben Richards, the butcher and, of Bakersfield. And then Arnie goes, it's Ben Richards, the butcher. Oh, hang on. And then he makes a run for it and he's captured with a net. He's captured by the uh, security trawler men that work at the airport. Yeah. They're right. Tarmac fishing. They use their new machine called the Nanette Newman. The n- <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'd never put Nanette into the same. No, ever. no. C- could you, in good conscience? No, she's pre- never. she's too precious. We're, it's you know, I mean, Pat Coombs, I could quite happily see her go down there, but <laughs> Nanette, not having it. Oh, Irene Handel would be a good Killian, wouldn't she? Oh, she'd be. Lo- oh, oh, oh dear, in you go. <laughs> don't, don't you know? <laughs> You've been a right old naughty boy, haven't you? So down the shoot you go to be killed. <laughs> it's horrible. I don't like oh, it. Oh, it's horrible, isn't it? What's going to happen to you? <laughs> Um, but yeah, ben, so he gets caught. Yeah, he's, he's captured, and then he, he uh, Killian says, "I've pulled some strings." He pulls him into the studio, and he says, um, "You know who I am?" And Ben Richards goes, "Yeah, you're the asshole on TV." <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I was going to say the same about you. Uh, nice, nice. And he basically says to him, "Look, you have to go on the Running Man, or I'm going to get your two buddies that I've already captured. Yeah, I put them in instead, and you know they're in. weak and shit." Yeah, and he immediately, out of a sense of duty to his buds in, yeah. in the fog mines, goes, "Well, I'd better bloody do it then, and I." Mm. Yeah. So then Amber, relieved that she's safe, yeah, then yeah. sees on the news fake news, doctored footage. They say that Ben Richards murdered loads of people at the airport. Did not happen. No, no, she was there. She did. It hit him in his noughts, yep. as you clearly said. As I said, yeah. But he, but he killed nobody. He killed nobody. And they show airport staff being murdered, or been murdered. Bin Laden. Bin Laden. Been, been, been dead and gone. Yep. So yeah, so it's all bloody news people. Yeah. Bloody modern media. But then we get one of my other favourite lines in the film. It's right. when Ben's being led to the Running Man game show. Yeah. This guy comes out and says, I'm your court-appointed theatrical agent. Theatrical agent. Oh, Amazing. No, it's lovely, isn't it? It's lovely, isn't it? And he talks him through um, what's going to happen. Regs. Gets him to sign the contract and he says, here, use my back. And, and then ben... he shoves the pen right in his back. Brilliant. Yeah, and he goes, oh, 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 and then runs away. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're shown, uh, before Ben goes on the uh, show, we're shown fake footage of the Bakersfield riots. Yes. Now, hang on. Have we covered the criminal database? There's a bit where they go through a criminal database and they mention uh, um, one of the criminals is called Baby Lala, and it's an actual baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is when they're looking before that's they when, find Ben. That's before they find Ben. Sorry, yeah, I just actual have baby. to mention You're that. right. That's a great guy. So this is why the Baby running... Lala, but it's an actual baby with a moustache on. This is why the running man hasn't worked previously. <laughs> this is why ratings are down, because they're sending actual toddlers into the zone. Oh, dear. They're sending that little French guy that used to be on the Euro Trash all the time. <laughs> I did mention a bit earlier about there there would have been a junior version. So, yeah. Junior running oh, boy. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> kind of like we are the champions, but they all shoot each other. <laughs> Boys being savaged. Junior kickstart, but they <laughs> drive bikes into each other's faces. Oh, that God. actually happened in junior kickstart, though, didn't it? With uh, yes. Dougie Lampkin got a bike in his nuts. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> he said laughing and laughing and he laughing. He said, oh, this is just like the running man. <laughs> Just like the running man. That was his actual words. Last words. <laughs> Ducky Lampkin is still with us. Yeah, but that's the last thing he's ever said, so he's been quiet ever since. <laughs> he's still riding his chopper. <laughs> Sid. Sorry, I'll stop trying to do Sid James because I can't Yeah, do come it. on. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, Arnie's just about to be put in the game. Yeah. And uh, Amber sees the footage of... Ben butchering Bakersfield. And realises maybe there's more to this man than meets the eye. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I should have trusted him a little. And then we find yeah. out about the previous winners, Whitman, Price, her dad. Yeah, we're in Hawaii or Honolulu again. They're in Honolulu yeah. having a nice time. Now, this makes me think of the postcode lottery adverts. 
because <laughs> I'm, I'm convinced no one's ever won the postcode lottery. Right, okay. And I think that there's just a big vault somewhere full of dead bodies. Is that what you think it is? I think you go to Is that to the someone's knocking at the door? Yeah. Or them? I think someone comes to your door and says, well done, you've run the postcode lottery. Come, come to our warehouse to pick right. up your money and they sign a disclaimer and get fiber to do it <laughs> and then they go in there and you just get shot in the back of the head and they take your wallet so they've still got the money yeah i see what you mean oh that's a lovely idea yeah it's a really heartwarming idea i like that yeah you've won thirty-eight thousand pounds madge oh, wow yeah it's just in that shed there i'll go and have a look oh i'll go and have a look then thunk yeah <laughs> <laughs> how much did you get 58 quid <laughs> see their book talking it's fucking useless <laughs> Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, but but to all appearances, it looks like if you survive the running man, if ooh. you survive the zones, ooh. then you get to be pardoned and you get to be freed for whatever crimes you've done. Of course, we know at this stage that most of these crimes are all predetermined and they're all lies. Yeah. But you can win this game and you can live a life of luxury ooh. afterwards. So there is some sense of, oh, okay, yeah. Because, I mean, there are shows at the moment that go on. I mean, I remember, I remember seeing years ago there were shows in Russia where genuine shows in Russia uh, where if um, there was a there was one that was about uh, people in Russia stealing a car and if they could um, stay away from the police for a certain amount of time they'd win the car if they get caught they got sent to prison big time like as in 10-20 years and they would willingly do this just to win the car bloody hell and that was real and that was like 10 years ago wow I'm saying that as a Dutchman yeah (laughs) that's how much I mean it that's an emphasis yeah it's great yeah. So, you know, so you know, it's not so far from the truth, is it? Is it, kids? No. Is it, eh? No. Eh? No. eh? no. This could happen now. Yeah. Well, it happened two years Ten ago. Ten years ago. Two years ago. 2017, didn't you say? You said, oh, this? Yeah. I thought you were talking about the Russian game oh, show. Oh, no, the Russian game show was uh, in, in 2007 in Running Man 10 years ago. <laughs> right, right. Okay. 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 With that. So then... Uh, John Craven, would you be happy with him in the zone? <laughs> yes. You'd be happy with that? Yeah. I'm not sure about Craven. I'm right on. I'm, I'm on the fence with Craven. What about Ke- Keith Chegwin? Oh, I, do you know what? I wouldn't even dignify him with a chance of going down there. He'd be a good stalker because he could throw discs at you, <laughs> or he could steal your material. Oh, oh you should speak ill do. of the dead, even though that's what exactly what he did. <laughs> he uh, did, and then he blocked everybody. You said, "Hang on, you've just yeah. stolen Hang my on. joke." Hang on, Hitler wrote that. Blocked. <laughs> well, you're dead now. Some of Hitler's great material as well. And he fell asleep in a bowl of soup once. <laughs> Hitler or Chegwin? Chegwin. Hitler Chegwin. might have done. Goddamn soup. <laughs> After he shot himself. Thank God for the croutons. They kept my face floating in the broth. Um, <laughs> Chegwin fell asleep in a bowl of soup. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because he, he was drunk. Oh, okay. That's when he had his drink problems. Yeah. When he was married to Maggie Philbin and they were doing brown sauce, <laughs> which isn't heroin. <laughs> no, it was the name of their band. They were in with Noel Edmonds. <laughs> Did Noel Edmonds play any instruments in brown sauce, do we think? Because <laughs> in the videos he plays drums, but not very he probably convincingly. Played, he probably played the cymbals or the maraca or something really token. Because Chegwin's going for it. Like, this is his number one chance to be famous. Right, this is him. His Philbin's not moment. even pretending to play bass, so she's right. not involved. And uh, maybe she's doing, she's doing some singing. But Edmonds is just there. I don't think he did anything on the, no. the records. Backing vocals? No. I don't think so. Nothing. I think he just wanted in on the Maybe action. he produced. He probably said, look, Chegwin, you're mine. <laughs> yeah, I own you. I am in brown sauce, whether you like it or not. <laughs> I am brown sauce. <laughs> Without me, you'll just catch up. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like Emperor Strikes Back. I am brown sauce. <laughs> no! Down the chute. <laughs> Down goes Cheggers. Naked. And the first one he has to see is Pat Coombs. 
She's armed. She's ready to go. <laughs> I've got some bookmarks here with your fucking name on them. Fling, fling. <laughs> I don't know if Pat Coombs, that would be her method of death, but I can, I can imagine it would. Do you think she was a fan of brown sauce? I bloody hated it. It's rubbish. I prefer cocaine. All right, Pat. Loved a bit of Charlie. Do you think she did? Do you think any of those old um, people like that David David did cocaine? I think they did, but um, I think some knew exactly what it was. But I imagine others thought it was some sort of tonic or tincture. Or, oh, I have a bit of this. This will keep keep you pepped up for the show. And they didn't really realise what they were doing back when you could, like you know, years ago, where Harrods were selling it, you know, legitimately as a pep. So I I'd think... imagine some of them did it and didn't really realise what they were doing. Do we think Sid James died of a speedball heroin <laughs> cocaine overdose, like John Belushi? I think what killed Sid James was once he drank water for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. His body rejected it. <laughs> he managed for like 58 years of never, ever having a sip of water. Then he finally had one. <laughs> His poor body couldn't cope. He famously took all the ice out of his glasses. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, so... Um, yes, yeah, so, um, but when Arnie gets to the stage to be sent into... God, we haven't even got in the game yet. It's no, we 50 have. minutes gone. Mind you, the, the bulk of the film is actually getting to the game. That's true. It's almost half the film. Is, but when he is, gets there to be sent down, get down, sent down the shoot... Then shoot. He is double-crossed because his two buddies are brought out anyway. Yeah, so he was originally promised, look, you'll go on the show because as your buddies are for it, and the... Yeah. Hesitantly agrees, and then suddenly he's, he's in there, and his buddies are bloody being thrown down there as well. Mm. And Arnie is not happy about that. He is no. not. He says something like, "You, you bloody rotter." Yeah, or words to that effect. And then, of course, we get the "I'll be back." Yeah, which became his catchphrase. Became his catchphrase. Now, is this the first time it's ever uttered? No, Terminator. It's Terminator, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So Terminator came before. So yeah, I was I, I was confused, and I thought, should I research it? I went, no, I'll just wait for John to c- correct me. I don't think he says it in Predator, but he says it in everything else. No, yeah. And, the, and, of course, you get the best ever response, only in a rerun. Yeah. And that's a lovely line. That's a great line. That is such a good line. The way he delivers it as well. He doesn't say it straight away. He thinks about it for a yeah, second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's all off camera, so the audience don't hear it. It's yeah. a little thing between them both. And this is that only in a rerun. Mm. It's really sort of off, off the cuff. You, you mean nothing to me, mate. It's really nasty. It's really yeah. good. Uh, and at, nowadays, of course, Arnie, it wouldn't be, I'll be back, would it? It'd be, owe me back. Yeah, owe me it's back. It's the best he could do now. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Looked at me with disdain when I said that. I just, yeah, yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, but me- disdain. Meanwhile, Amber, Amber. has because uh, she thinks something's amiss here, so she goes and looks in the f- archives. I don't know how she is, how she gets in, or she's allowed to. Well, she is works she part at the of the station. dancing. She mentions dancing at one point. So no, she, she works at the station. She works at the station. Okay. Yeah, she puts. I think she said she puts packages together for the station or something. Oh, okay. Because we've skimmed over the bit where she's where Arnie gets led through and she sees him and yeah. then we have that horrible scene with her mate who goes, oh, he's horrible. I bet he could rape you. She said, oh, you're lucky he didn't beat you. Beat you or rape you. Or, and then she... Or kill you. Kill you. And or then, rape or you. Or rape you. And then she gets a bit excited about the whole thing. And, and then she says, or like, kill you, then rape you. That's right. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yes. Because she wouldn't say that about Craven if he was being led down there, would he? Well, you certainly wouldn't. You'd say, well, he looks like a nice man. <laughs> looks like a really good egg. Yeah. Imagine poor old Tony Hart being dragged down there. You're not going to go, God, imagine if he drew you being raped. Slattery. Stuck that on the gallery. Imagine Slattery being on the running man. Oh. Oh, beggar's belief. He'd be good. He would be good. He'd smooth his way out of that zone. Do you reckon he can? <laughs> yeah. He'd just slide through. He would. Yeah, just by good grace and quips. <laughs> <laughs> 
He'd be okay. improvising because he's good at improvising. <laughs> he's good at improvising. He'd improvise he's good at improvising. Yeah, yeah, you could do that. Him and Mike McShane would be <laughs> excellent. <in there. laughs> yeah, they would be very mm. good. Yeah. Amber's looking at the uh, raw footage. Yes. Well, there's a brilliant bit where she, she opens up the future cupboard and there's all these sort of like fl- floppy disks with, and they've got things written on them like, um, oh, what was it? I wrote some of them down. It is something like naughty things and yeah. <laughs> things we've done and shh, don't tell anyone. Pat <laughs> Coombs. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't she have a show called Raggy Doll or something? The fucking Raggy Dolls. Yeah. That was it. Mm. Hello, you cunts. It's me, Pat Coombs, with me fucking Raggy Dolls. Which led on to um, Rosie and Jim. Led on to Rosie and Jim, of course, yeah. yeah. Rosie and fucking Jim. We used to say, because we were students and stupid, the, right. the lines used to be Rosie and Jim, Rosie and Jim, and Tug steers the boat. Right. And we used to say Rosie and Jim, Rosie and Jim, and Tug fears the goat. <laughs> and that was enough. I just like the idea of that Tug was scared that was of enough. goats. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. I, I, Nothing I, wrong with that. I wanted to think that it meant he was scared of Satan. That's... <laughs> I remember years ago when I first watched um, 24. Oh, yeah. And I used to watch it with uh, one of my comedy partners, Mr. Dan Mersh. We, we lived together at the time, so we both didn't have any work. So we just watched 24, mm. 24 hours a day. Of course. And there was a character in it called Grem. And every time someone mentioned his name, Grem, we would both immediately go, Grem, Creme, Creme Egg. And that, there was no rhyme or reason to it. No, no. And it got to the point where we had to do it. And we weren't even, even <laughs> laughing at the, why we were doing it. We just automatically had to do it, like a Pavlovian response. Yes. So it, it makes perfect sense about goats and Tug Rosie goat. and Jim. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, so Arnie's sent down with all his friends down to the zone and a woman in the crowd, because they go yeah. to the crowd and say, who do you want the stalker to be? And they're, she all chooses, going, they're all shouting out people, aren't they? Yeah, they've all got fans of different yeah. stalkers. She chooses Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero. It's also worth mentioning just before he goes down the shoot that they rip off his... Um, his sort of horrible clothes to reveal that um, the contestants must go into the zone dressed as quality street rappers. Yep, Adidas quality street rappers. <laughs> Adidas as well. quality street rappers. That's the, that's the thing. So he'd gone down as a toffee uh, toffee penny. One <laughs> <He got> <laughs> had gone down as a Rasby Ruffles. So you yeah. knew he was going to die. He's going to die. Because even in Star Trek terms, if you go down in a red shirt, that's it. You're gone. I'm disappointed he didn't choose the green triangles because they're the best ones. They are the best ones. But then again, they go fastest. Yeah, so they'd be cool quickest. Yeah, the toffee come on. penny is always there at the end of the tub, isn't it? Do you think? No, I'd go for the toffee penny. I always find that they it's were It's the raspberry one I would leave. Oh, um, the raspberry you'd leave. And the coffee one. But then again, you'd give the raspberry one. away because you don't like them. What, so you give it to another show? Oh, yeah. you should give it to the show um, where they have to have to climb up the rope and not be killed by dogs. Oh, yeah. In, in the canon of this film because yeah. they, they show a clip of a... Of a hilarious other show, mm. which is called Climbing for Cash. Climbing, for, climbing it, for Dollars. Climbing for Dollars. And it's just a guy desperately trying to climb a rope while some Dobermans are underneath him. And then he just gets sprayed by poison fog. It's interesting because this is the same year as Robocop. Right. It's got and such a Such feel. a similar yeah, feel to it. definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, very, yeah, very on-the-nose Reaganite yeah. TV. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so oh, I also wanted to point out that Jesse Ventura in this is brilliant. Yeah. Captain Freedom. He's great. He's amazing. His workout video at the beginning was really funny because at one point he just says, that's the ticket, no pain, no gain. gain. And then the next minute he runs past and goes, he stops to the camera, thinks for a second and just goes, Rah! and runs <laughs> off again. <laughs> 
Are you ready for pain? Are you ready for suffering? If the answer is yes, then you're ready for Captain Freedom's workout. Yes, it's America's yeah. own Captain Freedom. That's the ticket. No pain, no gain. That's amazing. He's uh, he's the most nuanced of the stalkers, and weirdly the most underused, isn't he? Which yeah. Is, which is a shame. But you really get the sense of of corporate America and him behind the scenes, and you, you know he's got um, um, keep fit videos and God knows what. And also he's got that thing where he genuinely believes in what he does is a good thing. He's yeah. a good all around American guy, mm. which is really hilarious. So. He doesn't want to wear all the costumes, which no, yeah, yeah, it's all beneath him in a weird way. He wants mm. it pure and simple, which yeah. we find out later. He just wants to have a fist fight instead the of rules of gladiator gladiatorial combat. Yeah. He doesn't like he doesn't like the gimmickry of it all. No, because basically, every, um, once they've gone through the idea of the elements on this thing, then they're completely buggered. Yeah. Once you've done fire and ice, then it's electricity. Oh Christ! What can we do for Earth? Nothing. All right, he throws clods of peat at you. I don't know because it's basically really simple element. You'd need, things in this. You need more than four or five stalkers, don't you? You need some reserves. You need like a Jockey Wilson. You need Robin Hood. <laughs> You need. What does um, he do? He robs you of your life. No, he fires arrows at you. Oh, okay. And Jockey Wilson fires darts at you. Well, they're far too similar. Yeah, it's true. You can't have those two in the same. Just Jockey then, because he's got. Pick the, one, John. For Jockey God's Wilson, because he's got the charisma. All right. And I want. <laughs> I want one who bowls bowling balls that blow up at you. Well, I would. <laughs> I want just really random ones like. Porcelain Greg. <laughs> <laughs> And he will kill him with a variety of porcelain items. He's got a porcelain suit on as well. So he just teeters around going, watch the suit, watch the suit. This is Ming, this is, this is Ming. (laughs) This used to be, this used to be a Victorian puddle jug. (laughs) Oh, hairline crack, I'm off the shelf, fuck it. (laughs) This is, hands off me Wedgwood helmet. (laughs) <laughs> so there's got to be some more it's a bit like gladiators there's yeah, got to yeah, be some yeah. shit ones as well dinosaur was, bill dinosaur bill you know exactly yeah but bill, bill the problem is is that you went as one of the veggie ones you see it wasn't threatening <laughs> no he just throws dinosaur toys at oh, you. just throws dinosaur toys at you. or really own expensive fossils don't throw them they're really expensive heroin overdose simon exactly <laughs> Just, he just overdoses on heroin. Just slowly sucks your bank account dry. <laughs> Steals your video Steals while you're on the you. show. Steals the clothes off your back and disappears. That's his job. But you want people like because I was going to actually ask you. I said mm. um, I was going to ask you if you had to be a stalker, mm. who would you be in it? What the one that's already established? No, no, no. If oh. you could be a stalker oh, right, in this, because okay. I because I, I've decided I, I would genuinely be paper cut, mm. and I basically dress as a giant piece of A4, mm. and I just run past you and just. It's tiny little paper cuts. Mm. It takes a long time. I haven't had no confirmed kills, mm. but I'm really annoyed every contestant. I'd be. Uh, That's what I'd do. I'd be sandpaper. Sandpaper. Yeah. So I'd come out I with see. one of those. I'd come out with two of those um, industrial sandpaper things. Right. That go. Yeah, yeah. And, and rotate and revolve. Yeah, and I'd yeah. take your skin off you. Oh crikey! Mm. Ouch. Mm. Fair enough. <clears throat> Is that Moving right? On. No, that's it's just chilling. It is chilling. Well, Mine's tiny, chilling. tiny paper cuts just yeah, annoy but... your life. Yours is out there. Yeah, but I'd get more ratings than you. No, I? no, you. Uh, listen, I, the reason why I went for paper cuts is because I, I just want to get off that bloody stalking treadmill. Just get me, just get me a desk job. Or I'd have, I'd be like, a, I'd be like convoy Bill, right? <laughs> that? I'd have a giant rig truck and I'd just drive around <laughs> running people over. 
And I'd never have to get out of the car. <laughs> the other one... <laughs> the other one I like to be is Toby Jug. And my name's Toby, and I'm dressed as a jug. But I've also got a Toby Jug. And I throw contents over you. Now, sometimes they could be nice contents, like money mm. or butterfly wings. Mm. Uh, but sometimes it'd be acid. Mm. <laughs> or shit. Mm. Or shitty acid. Shitty acid. <laughs> But that's to- Toby Jug! Mm. They need more. They do need more. They do yeah. need more. Because they've just got the basic, as we say, the basic elements. and No one else covered. Come on. I hadn't thought about them being elements before. Yeah, they're, they're elements, right. aren't they? Yeah. That's it. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So, let's, shall we go to our first talker? Because I think we... we yeah, yeah, Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero. Uh, he's who's a doctor. Os- he's a, he's a, yeah, he's, he's a, a doctor. Professor, I think. Oh, he's a professor? I'm yeah. sure they say doctor. And the actor is a professor as well. Yes, that's right. Yeah, he's a professor in Kills... He he comes out playing ice hockey. Yes, he does. Which I don't think he naturally does. <laughs> by the looks of it. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, he's got he's he's got the demeanour of a sumo wrestler, isn't he? He's a yeah, big hefty. That would make... you, Let's face it, they all they're all huge. Yeah, they are all huge. They're yeah. all huge in this. But his plan is to hit them into goals. Hit them into goals. Well, that's playing with them, isn't it? Mm. Literally, yeah. Mm. Um, so the f- so it seems to be that the first zone has to, so this guy's hidden behind cameras going, right, we need to get the ice done. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of admin in this. Do you think in it's, this Prince show. it's Prince Edward. It's Prince. It's on the royal knockout. Yeah, Prince Edward. <laughs> oh fuck! They've slashed his head off. There's a bit. If you watch after the credits, he comes out. <coughs> Yeah. Not like that. He comes out at the end and says, so what did you think of it? And everyone goes, it wasn't very good. And he goes, right, fuck off then, and storms out. <gasps> That's what he did after it to Royal Knockout. Wow. Can you imagine? <laughs> he stormed out of his own press conference because everyone said it was rubbish. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. And I know the captains have enjoyed themselves. I only hope that you've enjoyed yourselves. Have you? Well, thanks for sounding so bloody enthusiastic. <laughs> what have you been doing in here all day? <laughs> have you been watching it? Yeah. yeah. What did you think of it? <laughs> <laughs> thanks. I thought it was great. great. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so yeah. the first contestants are... Are now on a giant ice rink. Giant ice rink. They and don't they're need, being they toyed don't with. Either. They don't notice them. Yeah, and they, they don't fall over immediately. Like, no, like you would. Yeah. Well, you yeah. would. You're on ice. Mm-hmm. God damn it. And then he sort of comes out of mist and vapour, doesn't he? he sort oh, of. That's the fog they're making earlier. That's the bloody fog mines for you, isn't it? Yeah. That's where they're getting it from. Yeah. Fog costs. So uh, he just appears sometimes out of nowhere and he's toying with them and he's sort of mm. playing. He's he's basically using them as a human puck. Mm. And, yeah, he, he lobs one in the goal, doesn't he? He does. <laughs> he gets locked in as a trap. Nerdy Joe goes Nerdy in Joe goes in there and he's like, oh, craps. But he settles down because, you know, he's going to die soon. Yeah. So then we get um, the other two being, you know, they're all fanning around trying to escape. Oh. Well, Yaffa Koto gets sliced. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, he gets a slice. But at the time, you don't think much of it. You just think, no, oh, you're going to get sliced. Yeah. So, you, you know, you, Arnie gets knocked get out injured. with an exploding puck. That's right, exploding puck. So this is again. We got the James Bond quips, and now we've got James Bond esque gadgets, exploding pucks. But he kills sake. him with a barbed wire fence around his neck, and that's really, oof. and then pulls it tight. Yeah, that's quite gruesome as well. Yeah. It happens very quickly, and then he comes up with the first shit joke. Shit joke, which is he says, "Here's Sub Zero now, Plane Zero. Yeah. Hey, Killian. Here's Sub Zero. Now, plane zero. 
When I was a kid, I didn't get that. No. It doesn't immediately what jump you... out of you. No, he's nothing. Mm. Would be even slightly better. And that's shit. Yeah. Now he's a fat, dead bitch. <laughs> Aren't he? But then you get the better joke later. Yeah. He says uh, he was a real pain in the neck. Pain in the neck. Yeah. 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 It's, not, it's not a great joke. But it's better than the one he came up with off the cuff. That should have been the star joke. Yeah. yeah. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, but then we cut back to the game and everyone's very shocked and saddened. Yeah. And it's a genuine reaction as well. Because obviously you find out that this is possibly the first time ever yeah. that a stalker has been killed. Yeah. And they're all like, oh, oh my word. Craven nearly did it once. <laughs> I tell you, got close. Jan yeah. Leeming. Bloody once. Yeah. Once. Very close. But she couldn't do it. She just didn't have the heart. And then, of course, they blew it a fucking bits. It's terrible. Terrible. But next, the, the, the audience then have to pick their next stalker. And the yeah. guy goes, oh, I can't decide I don't know who to between decide. Buzzsaw or Dynamo. So Killian goes, I'll tell you what. Why not have them both? Got to keep the ratings up, everyone. Got to keep the ratings up. And, and they just had one of them killed, so come on. Dynamo is basically the go compare man after Brexit. <laughs> That's exactly pretty much what I wrote. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I just said, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. I, we don't need to cover it because you've, you've said what I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> And um, Amber is then, she was captured looking at the raw files. Yeah. And she's then sent into the game. Yeah, as, as, as an extra added surprise. And they tell everyone, um, that they tell everyone lies about her. The bit that makes me laugh the most is it goes, she had sex with up to three men in one, one year. year. That's and then she right. doesn't react. And then it goes, and she was lovers with Ben Richards. And she goes, yeah, sure, make up lies about me. <laughs> I quite enjoyed that joke. But again, it's that, it's that lovely sort of Orwellian... Well, no, it's not even Orwellian. But just that idea of, of, of the moral code, which is hilarious. Mm. So she slept with three men in one year. How dare she? Yet we're all supporting a show where let's kill people for fun. and it's, yeah. it's really... I love all that. It's brilliant. It is Trumpian, though. Yeah, it's... It? it's, oh, it's, it's, it's say, we have on... to mention at some point, but this is fucking Trump all over, isn't it? Yeah. It reminds me... Uh, have you ever seen... I think it's called We Are All Diseased or You Are All Diseased by George Carlin. No. It's a stand-up... Um, uh, I think maybe that's... Maybe he did two more and then he died. But he's got this amazing 40-minute routine where basically he presents the idea of the running man, really, which is he takes the four worst states in America, puts a wall around the whole thing, and then just puts... And then um, puts all the worst criminals in the world in every state. And then every 400 million miles, there's one door where they can go into each other and fight. And it's all televised and it's all paid for by Coca-Cola... And there's a sort of Coca-Cola, Pepsi reference in this. Cadre Cola. Cadre yeah. Cola, which is advertised. Um, it, it really reminds me of, of this thing. I, I think it's from you, We Are All Diseased, or You Are All Diseased. It's well worth checking out because he basically does a 40-minute routine about what The Running Man is, you know, essentially. Mm. Um, and it's really funny. And it is, and this is, but really, you know, The Running Man had done it before. So, mm. um, yeah, it's it's fun to enjoy him take the piss out of it all but the you know the, the real deep down notion of this film is horrible to the repugnant to the point of mania but we mentioned trump because yeah we're sort of getting there <laughs> also this is we haven't mentioned this is a stephen king novel yes yes written as richard backman why are all the short stories by stephen king so good so good so good i don't know yeah maybe because they're the ones that took the Less effort to write? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe if he just writes down one word, it'd be the best film in the world. <laughs> yeah. Just it's, writes down pig. It's a bit funny how the Stephen King went through this period where everyone was just slagging him off all the time. Yeah. Yet he's written some of the most incredible stories. Yeah, it was quite it, sort of in vogue to loathe him, wasn't it, at one yeah. point? And now it's complete opposite. It's like, oh, gosh, he's one of our sort of, you know, modern day 
Yeah. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe of his time. In, in, and he in hates Trump weird. as well. Oh, loath, loathes him. I wonder he? if he ever thinks, <laughs> running man. Pat Coombs. Pat Coombs. I, uh, I, I, th- I think he thinks that daily. I think he does. He does. But at this point, um, Boffin Joe, sorry, uh, Nerdy yeah, Joe. Nerdy Joe. Says, hang on, the uplink towers Satellite here, arrays. They're all pointing towards the zone. Yeah. So, so there's something going on here. Yeah, because yeah, it's been televised, Ner- Nerdy Joe. Nerdy but he's Joe. like, well, I might be able to do something like that with me nerdy ways. But Arnie's like, no, what, what yeah. are you talking Get about? Get to the next zone. Ah, stick it up your ass. <laughs> And also, uh, oh, what are you doing here, lady who betrayed me? Yeah, she turns up. She turns up. Like, don't kill me. Listen, hear me out. I know mm. I betrayed you, but mm. I'm in it with you now. So pick me up by the neck mm. and take me to the next zone. Mm. And that's exactly what they do, not knowing that they've got two blooming stalkers coming down now. Yeah, well, Buzzsaw arrives. Buzzsaw's genuinely frightening. <laughs> Actually, I should point out that Yafet Koto didn't get, <coughs> didn't get sliced earlier. He gets oh, sliced yeah. now by Buzzsaw. That's true, yeah. Um, Buzzsaw arrives, he slices Yafet Koto. Who's a proper psycho, loony, he's got like mad, rabid dog's eyes, yeah. like tiny dots. Basically steroided <laughs> he, up to the tits. When he turns up outside the studio, he picks up a motorbike and throws it, and everyone's like, woo! Yeah. And his thing is, literally, he's just got a big saw. Yeah. And that's what he likes to do, just mm. literally saw people in half. Yeah. So him <laughs> oh, and... Dynamo! Him, yeah, Dynamo. What Dynamo's the f- amazing! What the fuck is he? He's my favourite stalker. <laughs> is he? Because so, well, it's so... Unwieldy, ridiculous, mm. hard to maintain. You basically go around in a giant, great, souped-up Sinclair C5, <laughs> <laughs> shooting electricity bolts out of a suit that, if it even goes gets in contact with the word moisture, <laughs> will short-circuit immediately and kill you. How has he been a stalker and survived for that long? He's so fucking huge as well. He's yeah. been literally poured into this suit of armour. And some... that car, I don't think he'd even get out of it. He can't get out of no. it, not with that assistance. He needs a he needs a ramp, <laughs> he and then he crashes, lift. and he's lying there going, "Oh God, help me!" But also before that, his thing is to sing German opera. Yeah. It's amazing. So he's bound to see the whole That's hilarious. Yeah, I love all that. I love the sort of hoopla, um, you know, around him. Yeah, that's pretty because Bustle doesn't have any hoopla apart from just being an absolute lunatic psychopath. Yeah. But the idea that Dynamo's slightly cultured, yeah, because <laughs> he sings a bit of opera as he electrocutes people. But Nerdy Joe. He goes with yeah. um, Amber, and they find the uplink to the satellite array, and they're going to stick got in the a code. hexagonal decode system. Yeah, that's their fuckers. They are. Yeah, they are fuckers. But just as he gets all the codes, and he tells Amber to remember the remember the numbers, codes, he gets electrocuted yeah. by Dynamo. Yeah, kills him. Arnie kills Buzzsaw. But also, isn't that best ever? Um, how the how how do they do the electricity? It's amazing. It's proper, beautiful special it's effect. Optical effect, cartoon. It's so well, but it's beautiful. This is better yeah. than CGI stuff. Mm. It's so good. I love all that. Mm. It just looks great the way it just sort of shimmers around the body and stays there. I know it's all, but it must be painstakingly done and it just looks stunning. I love all that old fashioned shit. It's so good. But Buzzsaw and Arnie are having this competition with a chainsaw. Yeah, that's Buzzsaw really says, vicious. The saw is part of me and I want it to be part of you. <laughs> And then he says, no, you keep it, and cuts him in the balls. Yeah, he goes balls first. Mm. Yeah, And you would think that this would be the ideal time to do a balls first quit, but he mm. doesn't. He no, doesn't. well, he alludes to it later. He does, yeah. Um, but to he attract does. Dynamo's attention, he shouts, not his best quips in the world, hey, lighthead, Christmas tree. <laughs> uh, and then he, um, he gets Dynamo to chase him. 
in his in his souped in his up Sinclair C five. Duncan Norville voice. <laughs> Chase me! Chase me. And, and the car drives up a hill, then collapses on itself. It goes up a small verge. Yeah. And then collapses. Like yeah. like the Sinclair C five. Yeah. 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 And then Dynamo's stuck. And he's saying, Oh God help me. And then Arnie says, I won't kill a helpless human being. Not uh, even a sadistic creep like you. And then doesn't kill him. No. He's got this big metal girder and you think he's going to smash it through him, but he refuses to do it. <sighs> they run off and then Amber says to him, what happened to Buzzsaw? And then he says, oh, he had to split. He had to split. Mm. Yeah. Which is a, it's, uh, it's probably the best joke. Bond has done that one as well, hasn't he? Might split. have done. Mm, Don't think still. so. Really? Never cut anybody in half. Split. What about with, oh, well, there's, there's, there's the saw yo-yo in Octopussy, but then he wouldn't make a quip about his mate being killed. No, that so would he be, would, he wouldn't he say. a tennis player, that would be horrendous. Well, it looks like it was 15 love. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> he had to split. Why would you say no. that about your friend? <laughs> Silly fuckers cut in half. Roger. I'm glad he's dead. I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> he was ruining the film. I've got first dibs on his apartment in New Delhi. That'll keep me in curry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway. So yeah. They, they're going to take the... They decide they're going to take the uplink code to Mick Fleetwood. <laughs> to Mick Fleetwood. I want to know at what point you arrive in the scripture. Like, right, we need someone as a saviour. Mick Fleetwood. <laughs> I was I was genuinely surprised that Mick Fleetwood is back again. Yeah. I just thought, well, that's it. He's in that bit. We all go, what the fuck? And then they find Yafit Koto, who is, who is dying. And yes. Yafit Koto goes, you have to take the code. And then he says, do it. I don't want to be the only asshole in heaven. <laughs> oh God! Uh, oh dear! And then um, the uh, so the, the the running man game is they're all sad that they've lost. Uh, well, Dynamo's down and Buzzsaw's dead. Yeah, but also the audience get furious that mm. uh, Dynamo isn't killed. There's yeah. a moment where they're like, oh, boo, kill him. Yeah, that Roman thumb up, thumb down thing. Yeah. They're like, no, you must kill, you must kill. But of course now the audience are learning themselves, aren't they? So they're Killian goes on a closed circuit to Arnie and says, yeah. look, you know, I'll make you a stalker. Yeah, he realises that he's got some good potential and also this is the first time that he's had stalkers die on him in mm. his show. So he thinks, what better way to maybe control this beast, this behemoth that I've created is to make him part of the show. But Arnie, mm. of course, has got a moral code mm. and goes, no, mm. Hang on, how much? <laughs> how much did Coombs get? <laughs> she got free knitting and a wagon wheel. I'll do it. <laughs> um, he smashes the camera and, yeah. then, and then they go and find. Uh, and then Fireball is called up as the last stalker to go in. That's right. Yeah. And, an old, and then an old lady, Agnes, stands up and this she says, best bit of the film. So who are you going for, Agnes? Who do you think is going to get the next kill? Yeah. Um, she says. What does she say? Wrong. I think it'll be Ben Richards. And Jack goes, now, look, now come on, now you're getting a bit confused. You must go for a stalker. Who's it going to be? And I she can goes, pick no. who I like. Yeah. And I think it's Ben Richards. And then she does that classic 80s trope of an old yeah. lady saying, I think he's a bad motherfucker. And we all go, oh, oh bless her. She oh, likes people dying. She's done a sweary. Yeah. I also enjoy I also f- don't like the Jews. Take, take her off air. Take her off air. <laughs> And that would be not so keen on Hispanics and blacks. Take her off the air. That would be acceptable in uh, this it would be, yeah. dystopian future. Yeah, absolutely. But they give her her own far. show on Fox. <laughs> <laughs> um, the um, I also enjoyed Arnie saying, "I won't kill a helpless human being," uh, just after <clears throat> murdering a man with a chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then in a, in a few minutes' time, he murders a helpless human being who's covered in petrol. But never mind. We'll skate over that. And again, um, oh, 
what's he called? Fireball. Fireball. He's got unwieldy tech as well. Yeah, he has. Because um, not only has he got to deal with his um, flamethrower, but he's yeah. also got a jet propulsion tank that yes. he flies with. Yeah. He must be carrying a lot of weight. Mm. I presume he must have a back brace at least to, yeah. to carry all that. And, I tell you, yeah. he'd melt steel beams, wouldn't he? Wouldn't he just? Wouldn't he? Because <laughs> you see him flying from outside, don't you? Yeah. And there he goes into zone four slowly. Mm. There he goes. <laughs> Bet he cost him a fortune. It's probably why they don't use him very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He must be the most expensive. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Dynamo's car's probably running running on electricity, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah, it self-propels it's that basically one. basically a milk yeah, float, isn't it? <laughs> self-propelling, that one. He just charges it himself. He sticks his dick in the socket. Oh, I, there's also a good line here when Amber says, oh, I should have gone to Hawaii with you. Yeah. And he says, I had the shirt for it, but you fucked it up. <laughs> Enjoying that. Uh, and so at this point, um, they uh, run into the previous winners, Yes. Whitman, and, Price, and her dad. They're dead. They're all skeletons. They're all skeletons and they have dog tags to let you know that they're dead. Yeah. Yeah. And they've all been burnt and burnt and burnt. Yes. So I presume this is all by Firestar, whatever he's called. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Because <laughs> they haven't been head... They haven't had their heads removed. Well, f- they, haven't, they haven't been buzzsawed. They're just burnt. Before Firestar goes out there, he gets a phone call from someone saying, why are you so shit? <laughs> on going live. <laughs> <laughs> One of the stalkers is Matt Bianco. It's fantastic. <laughs> Bianco! <laughs> Yay! What's your power, Bianco? <laughs> Shit songs. Off you go, then. He wakes up lazy heads. <laughs> yeah, oh, very good. Yeah. Very good, very good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but basically, cut a long story short, Arnie kills Fireball by blowing him up. Yeah, it's... um. Uh... The way that Arnie kills all these people is just the, a, a sort of mixture of opportunity and luck, mm. and also the fact he has to, you know, the film has to go on. I'd, I'd say the fireball killing's a bit of cunning because he hides in the rafters. Yes, that's and right. As he walks past, he pulls out the petrol. Pulls out one of the things, and then but the the, the panic on poor <laughs> tw- twisted fire starters. Yeah, R. <laughs> R. He immediately goes, "Oh, me bloody, oh, me bloody fuel!" <laughs> and then he's up like a bloody Roman candle, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Well, Arnie <laughs> throws a flare at him and blows him up. That's right, because he right. doesn't kill helpless human beings. Yeah, he doesn't know. And um, no. what does he say? Um, light need a light. Up? Oh, need a light. Okay. Yeah, need a light. He doesn't need a light. He's already had one. You should have said lighten up. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so yeah, then oh, then as they walk away, Arnie says, "What a hothead." <laughs> Yeah, and um, looks like his back pain <clears throat> flared up. No, you can't. Arnie, no. it doesn't work. No. I know you've used a flare, but don't introduce that as. Sorry, I was glad you got a warm reception. <laughs> That's my Jamaican then. <laughs> what a hot little cunt, Arnie! Levi roots in the Running Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Uh, no, no Lebans also would probably present it. He would be willingly. Willy He'd also help kill people. <laughs> He'd fly over in a helicopter. <laughs> He'd actually go, I tell you what, before we even send you down your chute, slit your throat. Now send him down. <laughs> dead. No, they're all dead by the time they get to the bottom. Just ask that poor fella in the... See you after part two. The, the late night breakfast show. Oh. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. so they get, a, they get a call at the studio, Captain Freedom to Wardrobe. Yeah. And yeah. he goes, and then he comes out dressed as half, half the Tin Man from The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, he's sort of Tin Man struck Captain America. I won't do it, Killian. Yeah, yeah. As we mentioned earlier. And then um, Killian says, ah, oh, get him out of here to his uh, assistant, who is actually Arnie's friend, Sven Torgensen, ah. who's in all Arnie's films. Oh, okay. So I think he's his uh, bodybuilding partner. Everyone? Pretty much, yeah. 
He's in Predator. He's the one who says knock knock. Oh, okay. She shoots him. Ah. Um, but yeah, he's um, he's uh, Killian's bodyguard. Ah. And then he says, "Get him out of here." And then he says, "What's the matter? Steroids make you deaf." <laughs> and they get rid of. And then they decide to make a fake video of Ben Richards being murdered. They do by Captain yeah. Freedom. Yeah, that's... by getting his face and putting it on a, a body double. Yeah, and it's nice, simple. There's no. There's no, you know, whistles and bells with this one. It's just a small gladiatorial arena and he just pins on Arnie and it spikes. That's mm. it. Simple. And he breaks uh, Amber's neck immediately. Oh, yeah, yeah. Literally, which is what Arnie's been trying to do for the whole film, but mm. he's just been leading up to it. Yeah. Stole his thunder. Yeah. <laughs> and dynamos. <laughs> and, oh. Uh, but anyway, so Ben finds Mick Fleetwood's underground network. <laughs> Again. Which sounds like a website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they hi- they're going to hijack the feed. Amber yes. gives them the um, the. Not only does she give them the code, so they can do that. She yeah. also gives them the raw Bakersfield feed. And Arnie says, "Where have you been hiding that?" <laughs> she goes, "None of your business." Yeah, none of your business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to tell you much. Yeah, up my ass. Um, <laughs> so basically, yeah. And there's a bit where, where Arnie says, 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 like, like questions Mick's like abilities or questions his army. You're all got like little mining hard hats on. Yeah. <laughs> and Mick says something like, don't worry, we're capable. <laughs> so just really pathetic. And I just wanted him to, you know, because he is Mick Fleetwood. So, you know, he should be able to say, it's all right. You know, we got reinforcements, you know, five star. <laughs> Glenn Medeiros. Right at the front, shawaddy waddy. We're all right. <laughs> and then he says, don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, I have got these strong men. And then okay. Gary Davis comes out <laughs> and says, aren't, aren't you going to show the nominations? <laughs> There's a Brits 89 joke for you, everybody. Yeah, there. there you are. Please, if you haven't seen any footage of the Brit Awards from 1989... It's, well, it's all there. You have to go and look at it. There's only snippets of it on YouTube. Yeah. But it is the most incredible TV event I've ever seen. Mm. It's our JFK. <laughs> because I saw it unfold live on TV. <laughs> and I'm still bemused to this day, 30 years later, as to what How happened. How did it happen? Yeah. How did it happen? You've got this very small lady and a very tall man... Yeah. And they both can't talk properly. You've never met. Yeah, you've never met. <laughs> and can't despite spending two hours next to each other, have never met. <laughs> and at one point, Sam Fox's autocue does fail. In fact, both their autocues fail. Yeah. And they don't know what to say. I have no idea. And at one point, they introduce somebody and Gary Davis comes out and says, no, I'm not that person. And then they say, right, and the winner is, and he goes, aren't you going to tell us who the nominations are, Mick? Oh, yeah, sorry. Anyway, sorry, I digress. Yeah. Um, so Mick Fleetwood um, makes a Mr. Spock joke, which is very funny. Yeah, well, I'm not funny, not, but yeah. He just he goes, says, uh, um, you've got the you, comms. You take the calm, uh, Mr. Spock, and the guy goes, who's Mr. Spock? Could, could thing, have done the Cardinal and gone, and gone who's Dr. Spock? Yeah. Because when I mean, people say Dr. Spock, quite frankly, they're down the shooting on. It's Mr. Spock. If there's one thing that they got wrong about the future is that people wouldn't understand, we wouldn't know what Star Trek is, because... Yeah. They seem yeah. to be born every five seconds, Star Absolutely. Trek fans. <laughs> anyway, so Ben and Mick's men storm the station. Yeah, so there's lots of running around some abandoned uh, power station they found. And the number in, two in, in Mick's army is played by Dweezil Zapper. It is. He's the one who says, don't touch that dial. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so they're battling through shooty, shooty, shootouts. And then they, 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 they grab the uplink. Yeah. And they put on the actual footage of the Bakersfield. What really happened. Yeah. And this is the bit where, in author's message, where suddenly the entire population, who up until this point had been, kill, 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 go, oh, we were so wrong. Mm. Mankind. Or is it man cruel? Mm. 
and they all learn a big fucking immediate lesson. Yeah. And go, oh, we're awful. Gosh, television has made us like this. But I like you. But I like you. <laughs> and then we're, they all walk all off. Dick Emery. And then they all walk off and slightly trip over. Yeah. <laughs> Onto a big marrow. <laughs> oh. Um, yes, and also they get to see the, the previous winners. Yeah, who are dead. Who are skelling toms. Yeah, so they immediately go, well, I'm going to accept that at face value now. Mm. Um, so everything I've ever been told is a lie. Mm. So riots start occurring. So please kill Killian. Yeah, please kill him. Kill, 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 kill. Yeah, they get into a frenzy. And and in the end, Arnie gets Killian and straps him in that chair. It's brilliant. So nice. And then he said, so Killian says to him, oh, go to hell. Sorry, I don't do requests. <laughs> and that's the point where um, um, Killian's assistant turns up. Ah, the muscle man. That's right. Okay, yeah. And then he says, get him. And he goes, What's him? And he goes, sorry, steroids made me deaf. And then he walks off. Yeah. Leaves him to his fate. Yeah. What I like is just before is is um is Killian goes through that lovely rule of three where it starts off with, Hey, come on, it's TV, TV's oh, yeah. TV. And then it's oh, you know, you could do well with me. Then it's begging, then it's begging, and then it's just damn right down. Fuck you. Mm. I love all that. Mm. You really see his fucking like, oh no, that's the end of me. It's a real nice comeuppance. Yes, and he gets sent down the chute, but for some reason his one explodes in a fireball. This, I was end. gonna say, yeah, um, he flies into an exploding advert of himself. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. that's what happens. That's so what they they remove that little Net, yes, poetic justice. <laughs> it is poetic justice. The last Are thing the, he saw. The weird, the weird thing is, he doesn't make a sound as he goes down. And what no. I really wanted was him screaming all the way down, mm. just to give it that bit more gravitas. Or singing, or singing. Yeah, yeah, or even doing some knitting. You know, just something on the way down. Or singing from Hank Williams. Yeah. <laughs> just something, something, please. Anything. Yodeling. Do something. Yeah. <laughs> Plan a small musical. Just do something. Masturbate. <laughs> Masturbate. No, you haven't got the room. You're wrist to tied as well. Wrist to tied. Well, maybe at least concentrate on getting an erection. Try and suck yourself off because it's the last time you'll be Try able to. suck yourself off in the 30 seconds you've got as you career down your death on a slippery aluminium tube. When am I going to get another chance? <laughs> you know, plan a new cake recipe. Do something. Mm. But no, he just sits there resigned to his fate. Start a dot-com company. <laughs> yeah, do something. For God's sake. Yeah, no, you don't. Nothing. No. Nothing. Anyway, there you go. Oh, and also Amber electrocutes Dynamo with a spring. She does. And she also has a wonderful line where she calls him a dickless moron with a battery up his ass. Yeah. You've delivered it better than she it's, did. It's though. actually quite good because um, Dynamo, we know, obviously hasn't been killed. And he's back and he's now sort of um, just outside his dressing room, sort of half in his costume and half not. And he then attempts to rape her. It's horrible. Yeah. And he's got these big baggy white Y fronts white on. White Y fronts, um, yeah. All that happens is, is Amber uses the sprinkler system yeah. to kill him. Yeah. Again, it's a ridiculous notion. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're walking around with this on... He should be earthed. He should be earthed at all times. <laughs> First lesson of electricity. <laughs> Deary me. You know who'd be a very good stalker? Go on. Fred Dibner. <laughs> Dibner would be amazing. He'd be the top of the steeple. Steam. Steam and steeples. Yeah. (laughs) No, he'd throw a weather vane at you. He would. Really fast. Really fast. (laughs) He'd shoot it out of a cannon and then drag you back. And and then steam you. Yeah, and because it's the future, he'd have a steam 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 roller. But it would be like a rocket-powered one that goes really fast. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what else would be good. Fanny Craddock. Oh. She'd be great. Craddock! Rolling pin in one hand and chip pan in the other. She'd throw those weird 70s jellies at you. Yeah, she'd throw hot chips at you, a hot chip fat at you. She'd just stare at you as well. Prawn's ball bag in it. (laughs) Just stare at you. She was a terrifying woman. She was was like a Skeksy from the Dark Crystal. She certainly was. That's to cook. (laughs) 
Mm. Pastry. <laughs> mm. Oh, another good one would Go on. be, um, you know, jazz. The jazz lady. Oh, Cleo Lane. Yes. Yeah, and with Johnny Dankworth. Yeah. Is he, he, does he Johnny could, have to accompany her? Yeah, he could fire bolts of lightning out of his saxophone. So basically, she would scat you to death. And you just take your own life. <laughs> oh, fuck she, that. She'd adopt a frequency that would make your brain melt. <laughs> And then Johnny would wander over your corpse and do a really low note. <laughs> to denote your death. And that would be it. <gasps> Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you've got any suggestions of who you'd like to see thrown into the zones or who you'd like to see as a stalker, mm. please do get in touch because we'd love to know. Use the hashtag my favourite stalker. <laughs> and I'm sure nothing of consequence will happen no. when you go online with that. You'd probably get that woman who claimed to be Mike Reed's wife. <laughs> <laughs> Was her name Gypsy Rose Lee or something? I can't oh, dear. Dearie me. Anyway, we, we have now concluded the running man, so I'm going to ask you... Oh, wait, and it just ends really crap, doesn't it? It's yeah. just, we've won, and then they have a kiss, and then yeah. they walk into the sunset, or in They go back case, to the fog factory. They go back to the fog factory, Ooh. and again, he's guiding her by her neck. Yeah. And that's how it ends. It's not very progressive. No, but, you know, it was a fun ride. What are they going to do on telly next, though? Hmm? What are they going to do on telly next? Yeah, what comes... Well, I presume now that it's, it's now a brave new world, it's all going to be brand new. El Dorado. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And there was riots, and they went straight back to Running Man. Yeah. <laughs> we can't take this anymore. Presented by Altel. Avasti, <laughs> mine heart, is it's Tell with the old running man. Tell don't run that much now. Well, I tell you who was our first contestant. <laughs> Dear, can you imagine? He would be so happy though if he Jenny Agatha. What? <laughs> You thought you were here for a chat. Well, that'd be Eamon Andrews, wouldn't it? Sort of, this is your life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Surprising you. You thought I was here to tell you about your life. <laughs> well, you're wrong. <laughs> Down the chute you go. <laughs> to meet Frank Dibner. <laughs> <clears throat> Terry, though, would be very happy to have cancelled El Dorado for the running man. Yeah. No, no I think he That would be the ultimate revenge. Man of principles. Mm. <laughs> Marcus. <laughs> Against Fred Dibner and his steamroller of death. <laughs> right, Paul. Uh, yes, sir. Who was the best, Arnie or Sly? Uh, that was really hard, but I'm mm. going to go with Sly, actually. Mm. And I'll tell you for, I'll tell you for why. Yep. I think he's got 0.003% more range mm. in his acting. Mm. And Arnie is occasionally... Uh, sorry, um, Sly has occasionally done films where he won't just... He, he, what was that mad? He did a mad capery 80s, like a Mickey Blue Eyes comedy. Oscar. Yeah, Oscar. It's awful, but he did it. Yeah. And then he's appeared in, he's the one where he's a sheriff of a, out of white sheriff in a dead end town in, or a, a Copland. Copland. And he's great in that. Whereas Arnie, I'm struggling to think of anything that isn't, I'll be back to kill you again. Kindergarten cop? Again, yeah. Um, Junior, uh, when he has a baby? Yeah. So I, I just think Twins? Sl I, no, no. I just think Sly pips him in the fact that he can do some other things. Yeah. And also, um, uh, Sly's first ever film is a Woody Allen film, weirdly. Bananas. Uh, take the Money and Run. Oh, is it Take the Money and Run? Yeah, where he's oh. a hooligan on the uh, mm. subway. Yeah. Number two. Yeah. What's the best action movie of all time? Oh, I don't know. Probably Die Hard, isn't it? It has to be. Yeah. I'd like to say something for comedy effect, but it's bloody Die Hard. It's just... 
brilliant. It's not Carry On Jack. It's not Carry <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not Carry On Jack. Okay. Carry On Solaris, it's not that either. No. Which is a close second. No, I'd imagine it's Die Hard, isn't it? It's just really good. Yeah. Just brilliant. Terrorists have taken over a skyscraper. <laughs> this isn't news. No. Um, you can take three celebrities with you to stop them. Who are you taking up the shard and why? Okay. I thought about this and every single one of my hypotheses just got worse and worse and worse. My first was to go for the fattest celebrities I knew mm. as some sort of human shield, mm. some mm. sort of wall. Then I thought of famous terrorists and I just thought they might then get, um, they might just get on and have a party. Mm. But no, what I'm deciding I'm going to do so I can bring three, yeah? Yeah. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing in straight away Enya and Brian Eno. Straight in. Straight in, they're coming in with me, literally yeah. arm in arm. Because I think their, their melodies and their haunting, dreamy music, they're going to lull the terrorists mm. into sort of trance-like state, get them calm and relaxed. Mm. And as soon as they're in that relaxed state, bang in number three, Darren Brown. Mm. Because now he can start working on their minds. They're Perfect. all relaxed. And he can start saying things like, you know, when I say the word envelope, you'll think your gun is a fucking kitten or something. Yeah. Or, you know, um, or your legs are shampoo. So, you know, you know what? he'll go back in the room and then I'll be like, yeah, terrorist, what do you want to do? And then Darren Brown will go, envelope. And they'll be like, meow, meow. Yeah. And that'll be it. Yeah. Sorted. Okay, good, good. Sorted. Um, you can go back in time and stop someone from being born. Who is it? Much like Desert, Desert Island Discs, I'm giving you Hitler. <laughs> um, this is, ah, oh, this took me a long time because there's so many. No, mm. do you know, I don't know the name of this person. Oh. But they are the person I hate more, more than anyone in the world. And um, they work on the show Homes Under the Hammer. Right, um, and it's the guy that decides what music they use to illustrate the points of the of the presenters because it drives me to fucking boiling point. Right, because in in the episode they'll go, well, this home will be better if it wasn't for the dry rot, and then some little fucker digs into archive material to find any song by a fucking musician you've never heard of called Beeswax or something. You've mm. never heard of them. Mm. That has the word dry or rot in it. So it'll be like, rat, rat in, a rat, rat, rat in. And then the next one will be, oh, it's very cold in here. And suddenly this fucking music will come in like, it's a cold place, baby. <laughs> and I don't know who's doing it, but it's in every single episode, illustrative stock material music to illustrate what's going on. Whereas we all fucking know the only fucking song they should use in every episode, every five fucking minutes, should be Shaking Stevens, this old house is fucking knackered, because it covers everything. And you don't need to then look for these... Honestly, sometimes they'll go, these pipes are a bit rattly, and this fucker will find someone like, pipes in the house, baby, rattly rat. And you're like, where are you finding this music? And it's never music you know. Yeah. It's not like, oh yeah, that's Elvis there. There's Fleetwood Mac, there's David Bowie. It is people like called... You know, the War Minsters or Captain Beef. Not Captain Beef, oh, that'd be brilliant. Yeah. Roast Beef. Captain Roast Beef. Yeah, Captain, yeah. Roast Beef and the Spuds. It's just bollocks music and it happens in every episode and I shouldn't watch it anymore, but now I hate it so much, I love to hate it. Mm. So I watch it and I've been watching it for years and it's whoever's doing this in the continuity or whatever the fucking department is who has to research all these sounds. Oh, I hate them and I want them to die. Mm. So them. Okay, good. Um, a hypothetical fistfight takes place between Rocky Balboa and John Matrix, which is Arnie in Commando. Who oh, wins? is it? Yeah. Fuck, I got confused. What did you think? I thought it was the Matrix. Yeah, a lot of people thought that. That's why I've had to put that in. <laughs> so I like the idea so... is called John Matrix, though. <laughs> oh, God. 
All right. Yeah, that's buggered that because I thought um, uh, John Matrix will win. Good. But I I wrote something else completely because I thought it was the Matrix. Oh, I'm sorry. I, yeah, that's sorry. my fault. Again, I just thought it was a bit. It was a bit like um, Darren Brown. If he was if he was Neo, he could change things so he could turn. Rocky into jail. Turn, turn Rocky's hands into soup or something. That's a good idea. I was thinking you could um, get Agent Agent Smith. No, Agent X. Agent Smith. Agent Smith, Agent yeah. Smith to inhabit Adrian's body, and then in the moment of lovemaking, snap his dick off. Oh. So obviously, none of that is valid. No, none of that is valid. No. Okay. Sorry about uh, that. And finally, if you could make your own eighties action movie, who would be it? What would it be about, and who would be the lead? Okay. Well, my eighties action film is called Mother Nature, but Mother with a U. As right. in motherfucker, right? Mother Nature, yeah. and it stars Wesley Snipes and Steven Seagal, uh-huh. who are two formerly disgraced weathermen. <laughs> weathermen. Right. I don't know why they're disgraced. I don't know what they did. <laughs> right. But basically, they team up to actually fight um, natural disasters. I like that physically. Yeah. So they all kick the shit out of an earthquake somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll beat a tsunami into submission, put a hurricane in a headlock, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, it's probably directed by Joe Schumacher's uh, Chiropodist, uh, soundtrack by Van Halen. Mm. Um, it's got dialogues such as uh, things like, uh, you got to help me, Jack. That motherfucking avalanche has kidnapped my daughter. <laughs> and so they got to do something about that. Movie tagline probably is something like, Mother Nature's a bitch, these two are bastards. Or um, they gave the eye of the storm a black eye. Open oh, brackets, the storm. I like that. But it's Mother Nature. And it's meant two men fighting. <laughs> fighting nature. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I'd, I'd watch that. It's like Twister, but more of an action movie. Yeah, literally wading into a, to a hurricane to fight it physically. Yeah, yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. And somehow they, they can do it as well, and you never question you know the logic of it. Of course. Yeah, I like really? the idea that you can get an avalanche in a headlock. Wonderful. Paul, thank you so much for coming back. You're welcome. Please come back again. I'd love to. It's always lovely to speak to you, sir. And you. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Welcome to All Rather Mysterious, the podcast that aims to unlock the mysteries of the past with the key of fact. My name is John Rain. My name is Eleanor Morton. My name is David Reed. Please join us as we present to you mysteries that have baffled the world. You had any noises? What about um, a door creaking? Uh, no, uh, you don't have to do that. That weird kadook that yeah, lights lots. going off makes for some reason in films. <laughs> All Rather Mysterious.